Let's start the show by talking about my sponsor, Paloma Verde, and their new website, PalomaVerdeCBD.com. Head over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com and check them out for all of your CBD needs. They've got the gummies, tinctures, the salves. So if you're needing anything to maybe chill you out, something to help you get mellowed out, something for your joint pain and stiffness, go over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com and give them a check out. Carlos and Vanessa are awesome people. They run a great company. And if you enter the promo code FACTS at checkout, you'll get 25% off your order. Plus, any order over $75, you get free shipping. So, I don't know what you're waiting for. Head over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com and check them out. Let's start the show. This episode will be completely taken out of context. Welcome to the Fact Check This podcast. Tino, introduce yourself and uh, tell people a little bit about you. You, you I love the stuff that you put on Facebook. Like you put some funny stuff up uh, with the to the peddling fishing group and just general stuff. It's uh, so you're a musician, comedian. What all you do? Tell me about it. Yeah, the joke is I'm a hack of all trades. Uh, that's what I have on my Instagram because uh, I. Uh, I started out as a artist. I was a graffiti artist in the 80s. I'm 51. I just turned 51. Um, 81. So in my early 80s in the breakdance, hip-hop culture, I was all um, just lost in that culture. Uh, we started out as a, a graffiti artist, break breakdancer. I ended up dating this girl who was finding her. We were rehearsing in a 24-hour fitness, me and my friends. So I was a artist i was a break dancer i didn't know what i wanted to do with my future i meet this woman who's quite a bit older than me she sees me dancing in it with my friends in a 24-hour fitness i auditioned for a show in vegas called splash which was like the only street show in vegas so i just end up being a dancer just by happenstance it's funny because my life has been water you know the path of least resistance i've always been uh an artist of some kind creating something. So I was an artist, music, a dancer. Then I started playing guitar and I got into a bunch of bands and I played music. And then at the same time, I was dancing in shows at night. And then I started, uh, I have a love for pit bulls. If uh, you could see my shirt piece, love and pit bulls. And I have a bunch of dogs. I've always had pit bulls and, and I started training them. And then I had four pit bulls that were so well behaved. People were asking me to train them. I sent them to the place I started uh, training and sent them so much business. Then um, from the music thing, I had a good friend of mine who was a DJ here in Vegas. And he goes, hey, man, this new club called this new hotel called The Palms is opening up. George Maloof loves rock music. He wants the ghost bar, which was the little bar at the very top of the, of the Palms. He goes, he wants just nothing but rock in that uh, venue, but the thing was, is most at that time, most people were on the <clears throat> all the DJs were playing that shit. So, just here, here's another happenstance. So, I meet this woman who's quite a bit older than me, puts me into this 10 year plus uh, career of dancing. So, I became a professional dancer because I was a breaker. I started training ballet, all that shit. And then, I'm my friend from when I was a teenager when I was a breaker, Rob, well renowned, well, well known. DJ says, hey, we need a rock DJ. I don't know how to DJ, but you've been around it long enough. All you got to do is play music. You don't have to do all the mixing and scratch and stuff. So then 20 years later, I've become this DJ that I was traveling the world. I bought a bunch of proper. I mean, it was it was great. And that's why I stayed in Vegas. Vegas is too damn hot. Every year, every summer, I'm like, why the hell am I in Vegas? Oh, this is why. Because all this money I was making. So I was doing the DJ thing. But the DJ thing had completely ruined music for me. I was a musician. I had bands. I was writing songs. I was doing all that stuff. But the music, the DJ completely ruined music for me. So then I stopped playing. I stopped doing any of that. And then I was left with this huge hole about what am I going to do creatively? Because if I'm not creating something, I'm not happy. And I remember there was a, a few years from the mid-2000s until... 14. Wow. Yeah. That I was just kind of in limbo, not creating that. I was kind of doing music, but the DJ had, I mean, I, I don't know if you've heard this before. You want to ruin something you love, start getting paid for it. And that's what DJing did 
for music because I was a musician through and through, man. All I would do is pick up my guitar, play. I was writing all the time. I was performing all the time. And as soon as I started getting that DJ money, I was like, what, what original music, what guitar, what all that. And then, so after that, then I started um, uh, doing comedy in 2014. I started and I fell in love with that because it was the creative juices I was writing. I was just as passionate about that as I was music. And I remember thinking, I've said this many times, I wish that I felt the same way about music like I did because music is way easier than comedy. Like I can write a song as a musician and play that for the rest of my life if it's a hit. But if you're a, a comedian, you get to tell that joke once and then it's done. So all that stuff kind of conglomerated, ended up funneled into me being a comedian. So now I incorporate the guitar. I uh, talk shit about the left a lot. And, um, you know, both sides. I'm, I'm, I'm not a Republican. Uh, I've never been, I've never affiliated myself with the left. Never. Even when they were classic liberals, which was free speech and leave me alone. I was always, I grew up in a church, Christian church, and I was identified more Republican, but now the Mises, uh, peddling fiction, Dave Smith, you guys, I'm 100%. Dave Smith has got my backing 100%. I hope he does run. I'm kind of feeling, um, uh, a little worried about him because he's the kind of people that they don't want. He's got influence. He's very smart. He's very well-spoken. He's a comedian. So he gets up there and he owns anybody he talks to. It's it's, and on top of that, he's a genius. So I am 100%. Uh, I might even be living leaning anarchist when the more I listen to Michael Malice. I don't know if you got his last book, the anarchist uh, handbook. I mean, when I hear him and Dave talk about anarchy, I'm like, yeah. So I'm kind of in between anarchist, libertarian, Dave Smith, libertarian, Ron Paul, Rothbardian, you know, fuck all these idiots. And uh, can I swear on this on this channel? Absolutely. Um, (laughs) Like what happened with, uh, what was that, New Hampshire with that Henchcliffe guy and that woman that just tried to stage a coup. I mean, I tell people that I'm a libertarian and it's funny because I'm new to the libertarian party and I haven't paid attention to all that drama. Like I'm just, I'm like new and I'm like, how could anybody not be a libertarian? I mean, when you hear, I mean, Ron Paul had a huge impact and um, I, I didn't catch that wave till way after but I, I, when I think about it and I listen to Dave Smith and I'm like, because that's the only libertarian I know is Ron Paul, Dave Smith. I don't know all this, you know, and I love how Dave calls out like she called out, called out Jorgensen or that stupid BLM tweet, that stupid anti-racist tweet. It's not enough to be. I mean, Jesus. So now I see why people were laughing at libertarians because they weren't they were standing on nothing. They were just, oh, whichever the, the way the wind blows, we're going to kind of do the same thing. So that's why Dave Smith's got my endorsement 100 percent. All right. That was a long rant. Go ahead. See, and that's that's something that I've kind of talked about in like my uh, kind of my libertarian origin story type deals. Like I always knew about the Libertarian Party, but I just never really cared. It, it wasn't anything that inspired me to think, yeah, I should go do that. Because I, I mean, I was a Republican for a long time. And I was uh, I, I grew up very uh anti-authoritarian and like very anti-authority period i was one of those rebellious kids and so i've always had a kind of an anarchist streak to me anyway and then uh and then in college i, I went through my uh brief neocon phase where i was like all on all on board for the gop and uh campaign for bush and all that fun stuff and then as that uh as the bush presidency kind of came to a close and it just progressively looked worse and worse i uh i moved back in the direction of anarchy and like I, I, I would I would pay attention to the Libertarian Party, but it just never inspired me. Like 2016, Gary Johnson was just awful. <laughs> and it's like, you know, I really want to back a third party because I'd really hate the Democrats. And I also right. really don't like the Republicans. Like I would like to find a good third party, but they just kind of suck. And uh, so, yeah, like I feel you on that. Uh, if honestly, it was for me, it was the same thing. It was the the Mises Caucus. Uh, they did like the big money bomb last year and played the uh, the Monopoly on Violence and had all of this. Like it was like a whole day event almost, uh, and it was just like live streamed on their YouTube page and the Facebook page. And 
it was awesome. It was, it was like, okay, yes, like I, this is this is something that I can get behind and and actually support. And so after that, I started going to local libertarian meetings and joined the Indiana uh, LP and actually uh, helped a couple other buddies of mine here in the county found our county party. So we have an affiliated county party with the state now. And like, uh, I managed to con my wife into joining the libertarian party. Like she's, she's even trolling people on Facebook now and stuff. Like she's, she, and and she used to be like Bernie bro type leftist. So she's come, she's come way around. Like, (laughs) so it's been a, it's been a fun transition. Uh, Okay. Uh, Since you are in Vegas, there was a guy, I don't know if he's ever gotten a whole lot of traction with it, but there was a guy back towards the first of the year that was trying to stage uh, maskless like shopping sprees, basically. like He was trying to organize people to get together and go to stores without masks on and just shop and behave like normal human beings without wearing masks. And, was that guy on Instagram? Uh, he was on, he, I, I got introduced to him on Twitter. Um, and he, I know he had done it a couple times and like had at least moderate success. I think anywhere from seven to seven to 15 people who participated. What does he look like? What did he look like? I had that. I have no idea. Oh, okay. Cause there was another guy. And now that you mentioned, I was like, wow, what happened to that guy? There was this guy on Instagram and he was, he was kind of clunky. It wasn't very, he wasn't very smart and he would try to talk and, but he he would keep us cool, which I remember thinking that was that's that's how you do it. You got to keep your cool. And I haven't. And now that you mentioned, it, I haven't heard from that guy. So yeah, I would definitely be interested in that kind of stuff. Sorry, I, I interrupted you. Uh, no, no, no. Like, I was just gonna say, had you had you heard or seen any of that stuff? Like, no, like that's I, why. I mean, you know, I'm in relatively rural Indiana. I, it, yeah. You know, for even when mass mandates were big time. Yeah. I never had a lot of problems with just not doing it. Yeah. Count your blessings. So I'm in Vegas. And when you say like, I really like, I follow, I listen to Dave. I haven't like joined the Mises or any of that, but you know what? Now that I got to do that, I got to join the Mises. I got to find a group out here. uh, LP uh, group in Vegas. If anybody's watching knows, I mean, I'll Google it and find, but if anybody knows and want to hit, hit me up, you can hit me up at Tino Bumaye on Instagram, team T I N O B U M A Y E. Um, and, uh, but what you said earlier, um, about how you didn't really pay attention and you were like Republican, like me too. And, th- and that's the problem. That's what got America where we are today, because I didn't pay attention to anything till 2016 till I saw the blatant hypocrisy from the left. I mean, blatant. And we are talking about the biggest cult Jedi mind trick ever perpetrated on a fuck. I mean, I'm sure this happened in 1940s uh, uh, Germany. I'm sure I'm not going to say ever. But I mean, in the free world, in the Western culture, what we have is the biggest cult jedi mind trick ever happening because we were just everybody just like you said i wasn't paying attention we're going about our lives our fucking lattes our ugg boots and just like hey let's go to panera bread and no one's paying attention to what the hell is happening to our school system this is 20 plus years in the making i mean have you seen these tiktok videos of the preschool teachers of elementary school teachers bragging about how they're getting their kids woke how they're getting them to be inclusive with others why are we talking about sex with any children under the age of 10 why is anybody forcing that shit on our children this is happening in real time and it's been happening for years it's been happening so long that we have antifa judges we have antifa da's we have um, the, the, the fucking whole media, the cathedral is, uh, I love how Michael Malice calls them is all indoctrinated, all Soros funded. I mean, what we, this is how we got here because we were asleep and we weren't paying attention. And now it's not about, I saw this meme a million times. It's not about waking up the sheep. It's about waking up the sheep herders, the shepherds, we, the, the, the sheep dogs. I mean, we are in fucking dire this is this is it, man. Like I'm arguing with my girlfriend. She's like, cause she, she's not. She's like, one, she wants to stay in the matrix. She's like, oh, I know this steak doesn't exist, but I'm gonna keep eating it. Like I get an argument with my girl. She doesn't want to hear it. I, I go, babe. I just, she goes, I just want to get my. Cause she just bought a new house. We're gonna move in together. She just bought this 
house. She wants to uh, just put her head in the sand and be like, I just want to go to work. Don't you understand that the way of our, our way of life, the culture, the Western culture is going away. You are not going to get to go to work. You are not going to get to have nice things if these people get what they want. They want communism, the great reset. They don't want you owning anything. They want you, their slaves. See, and we're on, we're on the opposite end of that. We're, we want to disappear out in the fucking woods somewhere and just drop off the grid entirely and have our own little farm with our goats and chickens and whatever and be left yeah. alone. Like the world can go as far left as it wants. We want to go right the fuck out of here and hide somewhere. Like that's, we are, uh, my, my wife and I are both kind of, uh, we are every year we've moved progressively more towards having just, uh, the entire backyard being nothing but garden and farm and like we're we're ready to drop off of drop off the grid entirely hence uh and but because like you said like the way the school systems are i've, I've got uh, so we've got kids 10 11 and 12 and they're in uh fifth through fifth sixth and eighth grade and getting to see that like the way they do school is so much different now than it was because I graduated high school 20 years ago. So like the way they do schooling now is so much different from the way it was even then. And, it, you know, even here in relatively rural Indiana, I like it's still it's not it's not as bad as what you see with some of the like big, big cities with the big teachers unions and stuff like that. But it's not great. I, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that I, I wish we had the option to pull our kids out and homeschool them because I don't like what they're being, not necessarily what they're being taught, but what they're not being taught or what's being, you know, completely ignored or the stuff that's being, uh, they're, they're receiving the, you know, the corporate, uh, the, the approved narrative version of it, but not the actual truth of it. I mean, are your kids in public school? Yeah, for now. Now, I'm yeah. Right. So yeah. I, because the way to go is charter. I kept hearing about charter schools. How? Um, I mean, the left just destroys everything it touches. There was this great charter school program going on in New York, with you know the the ghetto kids, and they were thriving and they were doing great. What did the Democrats do? Came in and shut it down. Um, I mean, count your blessings. But here's the thing: you're like, I agree. I, I'm 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 kind of. Uh, I have a friend in Austin who she's always saying it. She's like, we have to get a network of people together. And she goes, especially where you live, who's got the chickens or who's got the ammo, who's got the water. I mean, just get, pull your resources together because I mean, the, the best case scenario is a huge divorce is secession. But at the same time, it's like when Joe Rogan left LA, I'm like, okay, yeah, you're going to save probably 50, 60% on taxes because he's made so much money, but why let, if you have that much clout, if you have that much influence, why let this cult run you out of your home, which is what they did. But he was worried about the, 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 I mean, the Jesus, the liberal policies with those homeless people everywhere in the 10 cities. And it wasn't becoming, and it wasn't safe anymore. And the defund the police and all that. And I get it. But the thing is, it's like what you just said is like, let's fall off the earth, but it's like, why are they going to I, I kind of had this joke with Sam Tripoli. Uh, I, I, I was like, you know, I was half joking and half serious. Like, well, what if they just want it? Like what you said, we go to our own corner on the, uh, in, on the country. And then they just like, okay, we all go to Texas or we all go to Florida. Or we all go to New Hampshire, the, the free state project. And then they just drone the shit out of us. You know what I mean? They, I mean, that's that's where we're at. We, we we know that Big Brother does not care about killing innocent children and their own on, on our own soil on women and children. I mean, the guy was the Koresh guy was like a creep and everything. I get it. But they are more than willing to sacrifice. And how many examples do we need of that? If the government is willing to sacrifice their own people. I mean, at some point, it's like there's two kinds of people in politics. There's the people who want to be left alone and the people who won't leave them the fuck alone. And it's like you and I, and all these people are like, yeah, we're going to go here and leave us alone. No, they're like fucking jihadists. They're like crazy uh, Muslims that, you know, the, 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 you know, the bad ones. It's like, they, they can't just live and let live. They have to, 
put their shit, they have to put their beliefs on us, and then we have to live like them. And therein lies the problem. We're dealing with a cult that won't leave us alone. So how many times do we have to move? How many corners do we have to be painted into before we're like, you know what, fuck you, we have to stand up. And I agree, let's find our own place, but they're not going to leave us alone. They're, look what they're doing in Australia. They're making those fucking camps. I just I just screenshot it because I'm going to make, make another video of it. It's like, oh, in order to keep our Queensland people safe, we're building these quarantine facilities. That's what happens when you give up your guns, you fucking idiots. So our only saving grace right now is the Second Amendment. They're not going to be putting people. We're looking at a civil war, man. Did you see, and, the, did you see the episode of... Uh, finding freedom on Lions of Liberty that John did yesterday, where he talked to the the young boy from Australia, and and he was talking about that like like they they didn't have their guns weren't confiscated. They, it wasn't some like massive gun grab. Mandatory buyback. Man, that's like taxes. A voluntary volu- compliance is not yeah. voluntary. You fucking they, asshole. They just they just gave their guns up, like willingly turned it over, like. Uh, One second. Let me interrupt you. What was that? Uh, I, I got to find. I've been lo- reading to trying to. I mean, I've been meaning to get lines of lines of liberty. Did you call it? Yeah. Lines of liberty. What was that? That uh, episode? It's uh, it was yesterday's finding freedom. Finding freedom. No, you know what? I actually do. Um, uh, I have them as I. But I, I listen to so many podcasts. Finding freedom. I'm always listening to peddling fiction. I'm always listening to any Day Smith and Michael Malice. Anything. Anyway, you were saying. Sorry, I just wanted to write that down. Yeah. So, so you know, like Australia, their problem wasn't that they had their guns taken away or anything. Like they willingly gave them up. I mean, what? Yeah, what, yeah. What kind of a mindset as a people do you have to be in to just? The government says, "Okay, we need you to turn over your guns," and you're like, "Okay, sounds like a good idea." Like, especially for you know, uh, these are the uh, the descendants of a penal colony. Like, <laughs> that's, that's you, know, you, you know, your ancestors were literally packed up and shipped off to a fucking island in the middle of the ocean because they didn't want to deal with you. Like, do you not think the government is going to do whatever the fuck it wants to just completely <laughs> wreck your life like that? <laughs> and, and these well, people. It's not any different than what's happening in America. I mean, we are descendants of rebels. You know, I actually it's funny that you say that because on somebody's post, I that's what I wrote. I go, they went from badass outcasts to cucks or something. I can't remember what I wrote. <laughs> yeah, man. Clown world. I can only laugh. I mean, it's it's so bad. I, I I'm, I'm trying not to. I, I, I told my friend. I'm like, I wish I could just go back in the matrix and not know what's going on. But it's starting to affect everybody. I mean, these idiots that voted for Biden, I mean, most of them were dead. But uh, these idiots that are just like, and I, and I call them out all the time. Hey, peanut gallery is awfully quiet, awfully quiet this year, this this time of year. Why? Where? Where is all your defending? I mean, someone actually wrote it in a great uh, meme where all these people, why aren't they quoting and posting about how what a great job biden is doing oh where's that it's it's hilarious so i was just like scrolling through news articles and stuff uh a little bit earlier and there's stuff from right and left-wing publications that are saying biden needs to resign or kamala harris needs to invoke the 25th and get him out uh like both sides are against him but which which makes me kind of uh skeptical I mean, you know who Sam Tripoli is? I've heard the name. Sam Tripoli uh, has one of the best podcasts. It's a very popular called the Tinfoil Hat Podcast. Okay, and okay. This, and this yeah. guy goes deep. He's become one of my best friends. I went on the road with him to do comedy. And um, wait, what was the last thing you just said? I completely lost my train of thought. Oh, both the right and the left. Oh, oh. so when I see stuff like that, like – and Dave Smith brought up a great point uh, when he when he was talking about Charlie Kirk saying when CNN is against you, you know, you messed up. But what Dave Smith's point was like, no, dude, you're missing the point. This is the press is against anybody. Well, the powers that be, which is now the press against anybody who doesn't want the war, who doesn't want to keep this shit going. And so there's two things happening right now in my brain. I'm like, 
Yeah, the the press is the enemy of the people, and that was if if Trump did anything great, it was reveal the man behind the curtain. And then on the other side, it's like when I see, because you just said it, both sides are going against Biden, which makes me skeptical because I'm like, ah, this is just chess, man, and everybody's thinking checkers. And it's like, no, this is not something that they that just happened. I mean, this is they're they're planning this shit. Chess moves 10, 10 moves ahead. This guy was always a puppet. Um, and for them to be turning on him, which is mainly the mainstream press. I mean, I'm just I'm just looking back going, whoa, what is going on here? I mean, because it's not it is never what we think it is. It's always something deeper and more sinister. So what is OK? So let's go. Let, let's uh, I don't know, maybe throw idea throw ideas on the wall and see what sticks on that what's their end game with that because kamala harris may be the least popular vice president like maybe ever uh even and, worse even worse than hillary even right? worse than hillary <laughs> like every everything about her is terrible so like yeah. what's the I, I just don't know what 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 the what the plan is like well, that's where I was saying is like, I'm stepping back and I'm like, well, I don't know, because this was like, I mean, <laughs> they didn't even want Biden. I mean, because when you look, remember the primaries, they were all making fun of Biden. Kamala was laughing. <laughs> and that fucking guy from uh, Texas was calling him out. Do you remember what you said three minutes ago? I mean, they were clowning that fool. That woman, Kamala, I'm sure I'm preaching to the choir with you and everybody that follows you. That woman is on video saying we believe all women and that he's a sexual predator. And that little girl with the segregation was me. Meanwhile, she grew up in a white country, white uh, city and like, what was it? Uh, Canada or something like just all bullshit. It's all bullshit. And you can't unsee it when you see it. And that's why I'm tormented and, and wish I could be back in the matrix. Yeah. It's uh, everything about, the 2020 presidential run-up and the way Joe Biden ended up be becoming the Democratic candidate, it was just like they were basically left with him or Bernie, and they've made it pretty apparent that they will never, ever, 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 ever let it be Bernie. They don't. It doesn't matter if it's Bernie versus a literal corpse. They're going to put the corpse in position. Like, I mean, they came close with Biden, but you know, he's st he's still at least a couple heartbeats away. But man, like, it doesn't matter. They are absolutely not going to let Bernie have any chance ever. And, and like. So that's uh, and I think that also plays a part in why the Democrats are or maybe not the Democrats per se, you know, the Democrats, uh, the official big D Democrats, but like the leftists. Uh, like that's why that's why they are kind of alienated and turning on Biden is because they have seen like Bernie's their dude and they have seen him get screwed over on multiple occasions and like they may have voted for Biden just because they wouldn't vote for Trump, but they didn't support him and they never will. And the further, you know, the further they drag Obama. it out, the well, further Obama they're going to. Obama didn't even support the guy. I mean, till the very end. I mean, there's that great quote that I'm constantly putting on people's posts. Never underestimate Joe's ability to fuck things up. Barack Obama. Yeah. 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 This guy's a joke. He's always been a joke. I, I wrote a joke about I, um, that. And oh, dear future, dear, um, dear future presidents. If you want to be the president before you sign that contract with the devil selling your soul to be president, make sure somewhere in there it reads before I get dementia. Because, dude, you fucked yourself. You sold your soul to the devil 47 years ago to be president, and now you don't even know you're president. <laughs> right? So, like, and, and you're right. Like, Joe Biden has always been a joke. For eight years of the Obama presidency, Joe Biden was considered, like, the dumbest motherfucker no. in Washington, no. D.C. Joke. And then... Uh, but 
guy's name, Bob. Um, go ahead. I, I was in. Well, and then 2016, the 2016 election, the best part of the entire election was Joe Biden became a running ga- meme gag, like of Joe Biden looking out the window, or Joe Biden sitting with uh, Obama, and you know, with him saying dumb shit. Like the the 2016 election wasn't even about uh, Trump and Hillary; it was about Joe Biden memes. And how, you know, just absolutely fucking hilarious those were. And it was all making fun of Biden basically being a senile uh, dumbass. Like, like he has been the butt of the joke for a decade and a half now. Decades. Decades. (laughs) There's a great quote. Bob, what is his name? Uh, Was it was in his memoirs. I'm trying to find out. I want to misquote it. It's my favorite favorite quote. Bob, uh, what was his name? He says, Joe Biden has been, oh, Bob Gates, Secretary of Defense for Obama and Bush wrote in his memoirs, for four decades, Joe Biden has been consistently wrong on every major national security issue for 40 plus years. This is the guy, this is Obama's guy. Clown world. We're living in clown world. And well, I mean, and on the topic of people who have been wrong for four decades, uh, we've got Biden in the Oval Office, and then we've got the uh, what a Doctor Science who can tell no, who can tell nothing but truth. Uh, Doctor Death from the AIDS epidemic, same guy. At like literally at every turn for his almost forty-year career in bureaucracy. He's gotten it wrong. Like AIDS, Theraflu, like you can just go through the list of all the things that he's supported over, you know, his tenure as head of the CDC. And every time he said, oh, yes, we should be backing this. This is a good idea. It ends up either being completely ineffective or doing more harm than good. Killing tons of people with that AZT. Yeah, I mean, he's been a puppet for years and then when his i mean again we're talking about a cult and the way that i what i because i'm i don't argue with people on facebook anymore i just kind of like sniper like drive by and i just put a fact out there and then i I don't ever go like because it's it's like it's just an echo chamber and there's it's just no use i just put the facts i plant the seeds and i and sometimes they work and most of the times they don't but it's like when you put these um Ah, damn, I, I totally lost my train of thought. Sorry, my dog's... Well, on here. that point, uh, on that point, like, I was arguing with a guy uh, last night and today, and he he said, and maybe he'll watch this, because apparently he did watch at least part of one of these episodes, but uh, mm-hmm. he, he said that I go off with all of these, uh, that I, I state all this stuff, but I don't provide the sources for mm. for where I got my information, and that he has all of the all of the data and that he can, and it's all like published data and he can prove that I'm wrong. I was like, okay, like I'm open to being wrong. Like if you've got, you know, if you've got the data that you've published and you can prove that I'm wrong and you're right, like show me the data, let's see what you got. And he didn't have anything like all, everything that he provided was the corporate narrative bullshit that (laughs) just toes the line on everything that you can see on, CNN yeah. literally right now. Like, uh, like I, I thought you were going to provide something, uh, you know, substantive or like actual uh, research that you did because like he's been acting like he's infinitely smarter than anybody else in the thread. Like, okay, prove it. Like big brain, show me what you got. And all he had was basically stuff that I can find in literally a dozen CNN articles, just closing my eyes and clicking on one right now. Yeah. Oh, what I was going to say was, and which ties into this is uh, I drive myself crazy. I stopped arguing with people on Facebook and this is what I tell people. And I'm like, uh, I'm like, I don't know if you remember Kung Fu. I'm like, Oh, grasshopper, like patience. You can't, you can't, you can't engage with these people. And it's like, you're trying to reason with unreasonable people. So the the same people that are screaming believe science uh, are the same people that say there's more than two genders. Uh, The same people that are saying believe science are the ones who are, it's all feeling and, and it, there's no critical thinking. There's no data. It's just, I feel, I feel strongly about this, this bullshit that Oprah was preaching your truth. No, 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 no. There's not your truth. There's fucking physics. There's numbers. 
There's real science, not bought and paid for by the lobbyists, by Soros, by, you know, Fauci again, this guy busted about gain of function and with a straight face. No, no, you don't know what you're talking about. You're talking to a doctor who Fauci, a doctor who hasn't seen a patient in over 30 years is going to tell this doctor, Rand Paul, I think Rand Paul is still practicing. I'm not sure. Right. Yeah. Still practicing. And all these other doctors who have been completely deplatformed in Fauci's own emails, you got him saying this came this came from a lab that it, the masks don't work. I got two minute compilation video I wrote, I, I put together of Fauci for the last year and a half. Wear masks, don't wear masks. It's almost three minutes long. Don't wear masks. And it's like this. How many times we're, we're talking about a bunch of battered women who just keep defending their oppressor who who are carrying water for the guy who's blackened both their eyes and got him gave him back problems you are a battered woman who cannot see that you are being abused and you're paying for your own oppression yeah it's, Clown world. yeah fucking insane uh, and, and like and like you're talking about like the feeling stuff most of the the arguments that i get don't back anything with actual statistics or or yeah. looking at anything like it's always uh, no, I know a person who works. It's always I know a person that works in an emergency room, so at such and such hospital, and they said, or I've got this friend who had COVID, and they're still yeah. going through all of this stuff, and so it's like okay, like that. Those are you know, there's a reason they're called exceptions to the rule, like because the rule doesn't doesn't apply to those things. Like oh, you're, yeah. you're talking about one off situations. Like we're, we to actually do analysis, you have to look at the thousand foot view and take everything into account. Like, okay, you're getting emotional because you've got a friend who had a bad, uh, a bad reaction to uh, COVID and six months later, they're still having problems. What about the people that had a bad reaction to the vaccine and six months later, they're still having problems. What you're talking about with those people, you know, is anecdotal evidence, which is never like admissible in court, so to speak. And okay. Since we're talking about anecdotal evidence, I know pe- more people who've died from the shot then have died from COVID. So how about my anecdotal evidence? So forget anecdotal evidence. Let's, and this is what, how I just stop any argument because I tell people, look, we are not gonna, going to agree because you have your facts from CNN, the bought and paid for cathedral media, and I have my facts from actual science from the CDC. You, you quote them from their own fucking overlords that how that it's not a it's not a vaccine it's fucking gene therapy how it doesn't stop you from getting it or spreading it and so so it's like okay so instead of us going back and forth because i'm not changing your mind you're not changing my mind this is the one fact that we both know is true 99.8 percent survival rate that means 99.8 people that get it are going to survive. What was it like 60% of the people who died were obese? And by the way, the flu went away. So we're nowhere, we're no longer counting flu deaths. Oh, how convenient. I mean, it's just, it's just bullshit exposed, debunked after debunked, and you're still going back and forth. And then again, I go, look, 99. 0.8% survival rate. It's basically a glorified flu. And then you take into account, look at the death toll for the last 10 years. And as the population goes up, so does the death toll. If it was a true epidemic pandemic, by the CDC's own definition, it's not count as a pandemic. If you look at the death, it should, it should look like this, 2020. It should be a hockey stick. It's not. It's the same trajectory that it has been for the past 10 years. You cannot reason with unreasonable people. Time for a civil war. But the good news is we're not going to need to use our guns. We'll just use violent speech like he and she. That's how the civil war is going to go down. <laughs> oh, gosh. That is that is perfect. Uh, okay. This will definitely get me canceled somewhere. But I got in an argument. Uh, I think it was in the lead up to the 2016 election with some – uh, this person kept talking about my white male privilege. Well, it turns out this was a transgendered person who had transitioned from being a straight white male to being a white lesbian female. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. You are going to criticize me for my white male privilege when you literally had all of the white male privilege and you willingly gave that up. Like, 
I, I don't understand what your position is here. Like, are you are you having buyer's remorse or what? Because you know, because, because being white is is evil now, and you guys, I feel sorry for you, man. You guys are on the chopping block, and um, I just heard this the other day. It's like if you're white, you go back and you do your DNA. Hopefully, I'm two percent Indian, like fucking Elizabeth Warren's lion ass. Or, okay, so since you're just, you're white, oh, well, now I can be trans and now I'm special. Now I'm not part of the patriarchy or not, I'm, now I'm not evil. That's why. Because now you're special because you're not a white man anymore. You're a transgender and you're brave and now everybody's behind you and now you're not the evil villain anymore. That's what's going on. See, I guess I'm lucky because I'm actually uh, significantly more than 2% Native American. I'm, uh, I can't remember what it is. It's like 16% or something. I got a, I got a decent, I got a decent little chunk in here. So and oh, yeah, you getting trucks from the uh, reservations. Uh, we, <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that anyway, but uh, yeah, we have uh, a great, great grandmother who was Cherokee. So anyway, um <laughs> and and I'm I'm lucky I'm dark enough complected and if I if I really needed to I could just grow the beard out like full full beard and uh, I could probably pass for something other than just a regular white guy. Jihad. Um, I did a show. I did a show last night at a black club, and uh, it was all it was a black club. And I you know I grew up. Um, all my best friends growing up were black, and. Uh, uh, so I got no problem hanging out with black people. And actually, I, it's fun doing comedy in black black um, rooms. And then this black dude come up to me afterwards and he goes, you're the first white dude to ever not get booed in this uh, in this club. And I go, oh, thanks. But I'm not white, dude. <laughs> I do, I'm not white. That's, I, I've never been. Well, sometimes I'm accused. But if you're not black, you're I, a lot of times to, to black people. You're just white, even if you're Mexican. But uh well, if you yeah, if you weren't aware, uh, following the the twenty twenty election, like there were all kinds of articles that talked about how uh, Mexicans are just like now the uh, you're you're just a different classification of white. You're you you have all of the Mexicans now have all of the white privilege without the privilege yeah. of actually being white. So there there is no more Mexican. It's all just a different. You're a different classification of white people. That's what that's one of my jokes. It was. Uh... I'm Mexican. Okay, it was like, so on the list of people being shot by police, it's blacks, whites, and then Mexicans. And it's like, it's the only time I've ever been proud of being Mexican. Uh, <laughs> but no, because when I grew up, like, I don't know, I don't know how to speak Spanish. Like, that was, you didn't do that when I grew up. Like, you, your parents didn't want you, they wanted you to assimilate. They wanted you to, to fit in. They wanted you to melt in the melting pot. Now it's the opposite. It's like, no, cater to us. I mean, can you imagine going to Japan and going going to China? No, no, no. You guys are all going to speak English or you're going to cater to me. I mean, the, the nerve of these fucking people to come to America, the, the greatest country in the world, the Western culture, and then want to change it. Why did you come here? For the reason you came here because of the stuff now that you're trying to change. I mean, again, clown world. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's that is the the most apt description of everything we're living through right now is it's it's fucking clown world. I mean, I, don't, I, I can't even I, I, half the time I, I can't even comprehend it. I, so my, that's like I said, my wife has uh, started doing some Facebook trolling, and she she like checked out on the conversation uh, that she was having last night, and she said she was getting all getting all worked up about it. I was like, dear, you're, if you are getting worked up about this, you're doing this wrong. It's like the whole yes. point of it is to try to piss them off so much that they yes. re so hard. They have a brain aneurysm and they bleed out through their ears or they block you and you get to move on with life. And yes. she, she thought that was hilarious. But like, I mean, that's seriously what I do. Like half the time, I'm not even trying to make a coherent argument. I'm just trying to say the dumbest shit possible to get them so pissed off that yes. like they can't yes. even function. Right. Absolutely right. Troll. You have to troll. I mean, go, go. Anybody who wants to learn a crash course in trolling, go look up Michael Malice on Twitter. I mean, I'm sure you guys know all this. Um, that guy is brilliant. The thing is, is you when you're it's the same thing with dealing with hecklers on stage when you're doing comedy. When you get mad, they've won because they've knocked you off of your game. 
You've got to stay cool. So for me, the troll, like I don't argue with people. Like I'm not, I'm not presenting facts or links or anything because they're not interested in the facts. That's well, again, you can't reason with unreasonable people. So when I see these people and I'm going back and forth on Facebook, I, what I do is I just make a joke. I just make a joke and I'm just poking them. I'm like, oh, you're a crazy person. I'm not even taking you seriously enough to actually try to have a rational debate with you because you're not rational. So I'm just going to troll the shit out of you. That's the way to go, Miss Justin. Do, do that. <laughs> I'm going to inform her that she has to watch this one. She she refuses to watch any of these. Uh, oh, yeah. She And even makes fun of me because I'll rewatch them. I, I like to listen to the conversation because it it helps me, I guess maybe in my own mind, it helps me be a better interviewer and do a better show and like be a little more articulate and identify the things that I do well and the things that I don't do. So she makes fun of me because I watch my own shows and listen to it. And uh, but, so she, but she won't watch any of them. That's how you get better. Do you know, are you, are you familiar with Tim Ferriss? Uh-uh. Tim Ferriss amazing this is he wrote uh, the four-hour work week the four-hour body he's like a data cruncher and what he does is he'll go to the experts in any field and he'll be like all right if i wanted to learn this what do you do so he's got this great episode on interviewing people i highly recommend to anybody who's doing a show doing a podcast you would have to go tim ferris um how to interview or because he's got a million podcasts since then. This was like years ago I heard this podcast. Tim Ferriss, um, how to interview or being doing an interview. And uh, it's it's really good stuff. It's really um, good stuff to, for anybody starting out with their own show. But yeah, you, you can't engage with these people. You have to just troll them. You just have to troll them. That's because there's no convince. You're arguing with crazy. You're arguing with a cult member. Like you're not going to change their mind you're not gonna change tom cruise's mind about going clear you just gotta go like oh okay you're a funny guy you're funny and that gets them and that's the best that's that's the best just watch their heads explode because there's no there is no level of of proof or evidence or data or anything that you're going to show them that is going to change their mind like they they don't care that's not Obviously, yeah. I mean, like the example I gave earlier, like the guy that said he had all the all the data and and the published proof, and then all of his data and published proof was just corporate talking points. Like, okay, like that. See, there's no reason for me to actually provide you with links to anything that I used for my research because you're getting all of your research from CNN. Uh, so you're not even you're not even going to pay attention. Like, never mind that. I actually do work for a doctor on one of these podcasts that I do stuff for. And like, they talk about this stuff all the time and the CNN and corporate talking points are fucking wrong, but that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if real doctors say this stuff. Have you, uh, so talking about clown world and, you know, I mean, we are living through 1984 society. I it's not coming about it is upon us we just haven't quite hit the point of uh them making us do the uh the time of hate or or anything like that just yet but uh like the sensors are out in full force there are uh there are like previous articles that i've found and cited and like referenced and linked to that are now inactive some of them are like stuff that was uh, a study that was published by Fauci about how masks are useless, gone, yeah. been scrubbed from existence. Uh, wow. Jen Psaki, Jen Psaki talking about uh, mandates, or I can't remember what it was now, but it, like it was a press conference and the video was there. And literally a week later, you couldn't find that video anywhere. It was gone. It it, it, it like it had been scrubbed from existence. Like, and it, it's the Ministry of Truth. Like, it's everything about 1984 where they would find stuff that didn't fit the narrative, and they would go back right. and either change it or just delete it. Like, we're living through it. Yeah. The um the the thing about the masks. You do you have that? Do you know where to find that? Because I remember reading that and i should have saved it is there any way to do you have that you know anybody who has that or because yeah i know exactly what you're talking about where he's years ago 
2010. It was 2010 was when he when that article uh, was published. And it was like it was Dr. Fauci and another uh, research doctor who put it out together. And it went like into great detail about how outside of a sterilized operating room setting, masks are useless and ineffective. And I haven't been able to like I should I should have just I should have just copy pasted it and saved yeah. the, the text form of it. But, but I, like, I didn't think that they would you know, right. have the balls to go back and just completely scrub a actual. What like, about what about on uh, you can't open salvation. Because I was going to try it. What about Brave or DuckDuckGo? Have you looked on any of those? See, I use DuckDuckGo for everything and I'll have to. I'm going to have to hunt because I'm sure somebody has like the text form saved, but you know, it's going to be somewhere that uh, I wasn't aware. I mean, that was just so blatant and obvious. I mean, to to scrub it, I didn't. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that you can't find that anymore. That's yeah. Like that. The shit's crazy. It's, uh, it's hit that dystopian point that like, I, I don't, I don't know that there's any coming back from that. Like, even if, even if it did hit uh, full, you know, secessionary, post-apocalyptic, uh, the country breaks up and everybody does their own thing, and like I don't know that any of that comes back. Like I think I think to some extent on a lot of this stuff, like the damage is done, and uh, it's like you know, like killing brain article- cells, they don't grow back. You said that article came out in two thousand ten. Mm-hmm. Reuters fact check. Wonderful. Is Reuters uh, reliable? Fact check outdated video of Fauci saying there's no reason. Oh, that's not the, the 2010. Yeah, I'm going to see if I can find that. I, my friend Sam probably has it. I'm going to ask him. Yeah, I remember seeing that. And it's, but it's, it's crazy because, like, we are paying attention to the the real science for lack of better the, 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 we're that's we're really paying attention to what is not mainstream and it's i'm just thinking we're just you know we take it for granted oh it's you know that that's just part of it we know about she's full of shit and then but not to think oh wow maybe i should save this because i mean they're not gonna be able to scrub that from the whole internet i mean and you may be right man i can't find it but i'm on uh safari right now so when we when i get some time i'm gonna really see if i can find that uh, if you Excellent. do send it to me, because like I, I need to save it. Uh, I got a. I talked about it. Like I did an an in depth breakdown of it on a YouTube video, and the video got removed. And I sent the link to. I was like, I'm not saying anything that's anti science. I'm not saying anything that's misinformation. I'm literally <laughs> reading from an article that was written yeah. by Dr. Fauci himself. Like yeah. I have the like. Here's the link. This is the article that I read from, like put my video back up. I didn't say anything untrue. And that like, it, of course it got denied. Cause you know, where was that Facebook? Uh, YouTube. Oh yeah. Well, look what they did to Brett Weinstein. I mean, this guy called it a year ago. He said, this does not look natural. And then he was, they, they, they messed with his monetization and he went on Lex Friedman. I don't know if you heard that one too. Lex Friedman and Rogan. And he just broke it down. He, I mean, he's such a good guy. He's trying not like for me, if I was him, I'd be like, you are evil. You are responsible for the deaths of millions. Well, not millions. Cause it's not that bad as what they were saying, but you are causing harm to children. I mean, the, the, the long-term effects of the psychological, psychological trauma this is going to have on children from all these lockdowns that the the domestic violence the uh the uh depression i mean all that stuff i mean he's being a nice guy and saying i mean he's i I wish i could be more like him he's like well you know it just seems like there's like a sinister like he's just like there's a sinister plan or something like he's he we could have eradicated this he said i mean he was preaching to the choir again with ivermectin and with hydroxychloroquine mainly ivermectin he's like now they got this shitty vaccine that's not even a vaccine by definition by the cdc's own definition is not a vaccine it's genetic gene therapy that that is like making it so that it's starting to uh morph what's the word they use for the the mutate or 
mutate. Yeah, because it's not effective. It's not stopping you from getting it, from getting sick. It's not making you immune. Well, that's not a vaccine. <laughs> did you see? Like, did you see or listen to the episode of uh, Free Man Beyond the Wall with Pete Quinones, where he and uh, Stacy did the? They talked to Doctor Dale Bigtree. Uh, he was. Oh. He was like the yeah. producer of the doctors that was on CBS for a long time. And he talks about like all of the clinical trials and the studies and stuff that have been done on this vaccine leading up to this point. Uh, and like how in these animal trials and stuff, uh, like every time a variant was introduced, it was it not only did it not work, but it actually made it worse Like to the extent that. In a lot of these trials, like the trials were abandoned because in some of them, 100% of the animals died because of complications that stemmed from the vaccines or like 60%. Like it was it was always just a uh, just a horrid failure. And like so. So you'll see these articles that are like, well, the reason that the vaccine came out so quick is because they've been studying it for 20 years. Like, OK. Uh, did you look at the study that they did for the last 20 years? Cause that stuff was a abhorrent failure. Um, yeah, like yeah. that doesn't, doesn't exactly give me a lot of confidence. Can you see this on my check? This guy's, he was on, um, there was a video going around and I can't believe it's still up on faith. It's still on Facebook. Actually, I'm going to see Geert Vanden Bosch, PhD, DMV, uh, senior project leader, uh, for adolescent vaccine projects, he is pro-vaccine. Uh, development, uh, new biotech vaccine development manager, uh, head of adjuvant technologies and alternative uh, deliveries R&D, uh, director of research program leader or head of adjuvants, I don't know if I'm saying that right, uh, global project director influenza vaccines, uh, director, senior program officer for global health vaccine discovery, Program Manager of Global Alliance for Vaccines and Immunization, Chief Innovation and Scientific Officer for UNIVAC, German Center for Infection Research, Head of Vaccine Development Office, Managing Director of VAREC-O. This guy is a great video of talking about, so there's a video, I don't know if you saw it, I'll send it to you. So he, he's talking and then this other guy gets on and he does a whiteboard like football. It's brilliant. So he's got the O's, your, 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 uh, your defense, your line of scrimmage. What do you, you call that? I don't know football, but he's got the line of, of O's, right? So this is your immune system, the O's. And they're like multi-purpose defense. They can fight off X. They can fight off A. They can fight off the whole LGBTQ fucking eye chart. Like any letter that comes at you, the O's are your natural immunity. And what the vaccine does is it replaces all those O's and it stifles the O's with X's. So you, all you got on your line of defense is X's. And so it's ready for X's that come. But what about A's and D's and B's and all the other ones? And that was the best way I've heard it described is what's happening with these. And he's like screaming from the rooftops. This guy's like, this is a catastrophe. You're stunting. You're ruining your own natural defenses and, and replacing it with something that's not going to stop. I mean, we're going back to the AIDS epidemic where your immune system gets compromised and now you're just dying from the common cold. And that's what's happening with these vaccines. It's a great video. I'll, I'll see if it's still up and I'll send it to you. I can't even believe it lasted on Facebook as long as it did. But Geert is his name. Uh, if you guys want to look it up, Geert, G-E-E-R-T, Geert Vanden, V-A-N-D-E-N, Bosch, B-O-S-S-H-E. He's a Ph.D. and veterinarian, which mad respect for that. Um, Geert Vanden Bosch. So look that guy up. He's got, uh, he's got YouTube videos. Uh, he's got an hour one that I just watched after I found him on that podcast. And he's just like, you guys, this is not good. And what's crazy is this will probably get removed from YouTube and we'll be labeled conspiracy theorists by anybody who uh, doesn't agree because it doesn't matter that there's actually like, like what really fucking kills me is it's not like like the doctors who are supporting a lot of this stuff typically are the bureaucrats and the ones who are actually speaking out against it are the real doctors. Like, like the ones who are all in favor are bought and paid for in some way. That's right. 
and the ones who actually, you know, serve customers and have see patients and take care of people work in these fields. Uh, Dr. Jay Bhattacharya, he had an excellent conversation with uh, Dr. Eric Larson on the paradox where he talks about how like they have bastardized science and it, it's time to fix that because what medicine and science actually are built around and stand for is not at all what is being promoted anymore. And, and it's, uh, it's an embarrassment. So like they, it's just, yeah, it's fucking clown world. Would you like a daughter? I've got one that keeps opening the door for some reason. I need my phone. <laughs> Love you, bye. Would you like a daughter? <laughs> I'm it, it never fails. I'll tell them, hey, I'm going to be on a call. I'm going to be busy for the next hour, hour and a half. Like, turn off all the electronics and leave me alone so that you're not interrupting my uh, Wi-Fi signal and, you know, you're not physically walking in when I'm in the middle of an interview never fails that they'll be up here six times. Like, and y'all, and y'all are old enough to know better and to not do this. Like they're, they're old enough to follow instruction, but here we are. Oh shit. It's still here. I'm going to send you this link right now. This is, uh, I can't believe it's still here. And it says, uh, Oh, are you sure you want to share this? Oh, fuck you. You fucking commies. Wow. Wow. Are you sure you want to share this? All right. I'm sending it to you right now. Yeah. This guy breaks it down. Great. Uh, so you hear G- Geert speaking and then this guy breaking it down. It's called uh, Vaccine Disaster Ahead. This is important. Uh, career. Oh, it doesn't say the guy's name, whoever this is, but uh, this is what it looks like. So oh, it's not working. Hold on. Yeah. So this is a video. Of course, we got the partly false. gigantic has happened this week. There is a world-renowned vaccine creator that went on his LinkedIn and put out a letter to every single Yeah, and that's, that's Dale Bigtree yeah. from uh, – Oh, is that? From, yeah, yeah. Like the that's opening there, that's Dale Bigtree. Uh, he that's he right. is really good. Yeah. yeah. So I, mean, I uh, sent that to you. I sent that to you if you haven't seen it. And uh, I mean, you can share it. It's still on Facebook. I oh, hell, I'm going to I'm going to rip that video and embed it into this. That way it's built in. So, I'm, you know, that way I've I got it. No matter what happens, I'll always have it. I can't believe that um, it's still here. I mean, this is I mean, because he is breaking it down. Um, let me see how long of a video this is. This is. Uh, oh, it's about 17 minutes long. So, yeah. Um, Del Big Tree. Yeah, he's. Yeah. That's a great video. That's a great video to help. You know, I mean, the people that we were talking about, they're gone. They're, they're sheep. They're NPCs. They're not. They're, there's some people that were just that they're just programmed to be the worker bees and the, the sheep. And there's no helping them. But like loved ones and people like my mom, her husband got the shot. His family's trying to pressure her into getting the shot. I mean, I, she could have just from the, the shedding, she could have got sick. And um, she didn't, luckily. And, I, you know, I keep sending her this stuff. I'm like, Mom, she knows. I don't have to worry about it. She's not going to get the shot. But, like, her family. And I'm like, you know what? If they keep fucking with you, I'm going to call each one of them up and say, leave my mom the fuck alone. Or I will be at your house beating your ass. I'm not even playing. Stop with this bullshit, with this peer pressure. We're not doing it. Fuck off. We're not doing it. My, uh, my mom is a, was a preschool teacher, and she would get the flu shot every year. And every year she would get the flu since she retired, <laughs> since she retired, she doesn't get the flu shot anymore. She doesn't get sick anymore. That's crazy. But she ended up getting the, the COVID shot because she was going to go to Florida with her sisters for like a vacation. And basically they peer pressured her into it. Uh, it was like, which my dad absolutely will not do it. He's, He's the reason that I'm a conspiracy theorist anyway. Like he raised me that way. He was the he was the uh, original conspiracy theorist for me. So so I had a good upbringing. Uh, no, he won't he won't do it. Hmm. My uncle, um, God, he was um, uh, Uncle Tony was deep down the rabbit hole. I mean, I remember as a kid going to his house. Do you remember the movie uh, Conspiracy? 
with was a conspiracy theory or conspiracy theory with Mel Gibson? Yes. Oh my well, God, man. That was, that was my my uncle. He had stacks of books, the Illuminati, the Trilateral Commission. I mean, he was schooling us at seven, eight years old, and um, I, I that's it's funny because everything my brother, so my brother knows. Uh, all, most of my immediate family, we know this, uh, the not to trust, you know, anything that comes from mainstream media, from the government, which is so ridiculous because when was Occupy Wall Street? Uh, Wall Street was that like 10 years ago? Uh, yeah, it was 2000. I'm so, pretty sure that was 2010. So all these people that are raging against the machine that were raging against, that are raging on behalf of the machine now were out on, on walk, Occupy Wall Street and the 1% and forget them and don't trust them and everything are now like, oh, no, no, trust them. Give them your guns. Take the shot. Do everything they say. I mean, crazy, crazy sheep, crazy. I think that's a good I think that's a good wrap up because I mean, that, I mean, that ties it all together, you know, from fucking decade ago to, to now and how far we've come. Uh, why don't you plug everything you got? Cause I love following your content. Like you're, you are hilarious and, and it's always good quality stuff too. So plug everything you got going on and we'll well, wrap this thing up. I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I created a second page on Facebook uh, because I didn't want my main page getting um, uh, Facebook jail, um, so well, I, I did the same thing. Just go to just go to just follow me on Instagram and just forget the whole Facebook thing. But if you want to find me on uh, Insta on Facebook, just Tino Sanchez. But on Instagram is where I need the followers. That's what it is, Tino Bumaye. Uh, I'm surprised how many people didn't get that reference to when we were kings. The the uh, Muhammad Ali documentary did you see that when we were kings Mm-mm. yeah nobody saw it so it's a great it's a great documentary muhammad ali when he fought uh george foreman and um god what country was that like somewhere in africa yeah in africa so it was ali bumaye ali which means ali kill him so i put tino bumaye on my instagram which probably wasn't a good idea because it's a pain in the ass for people to find which is why i only have 947 followers so find me on Instagram, follow me. Let's create a network. Let's stay in touch. Let's, uh, let's, uh, get fired, get in trouble, be brave and never stop fighting. Love it. Love it. Thanks so much for joining me, Tino. This is excellent. Thank you, man.